Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that will let you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's time for the Ant Hill Show. As you can see, Jay Hill covered his mouth so he didn't talk through the intro. Well done, sir. On the board. We're, that's like two in a row now. Or, or, or two out of three or something like that. Yeah, well, we're back for another episode, Jason. Uh, last week, I was ill, was unable to perform. Uh, so I was... Flu-like I, symptoms. I was inactive. As they say. Uh, for the week. <laughs> Flu-like symptoms. I feel for anyone that has... The flu that I've been dealing with. You're no Michael Jordan, clearly. Uh, no, I mean, I guess if it would have pushed comes to shove, uh, I could have performed, but it would have been very difficult with no voice. Uh, just, maybe just maybe me talking. If, if Michael Jordan had to do my job, maybe then That's we, he point. would have a different thought process. Uh, we'll we'll leave fadeaway Jays to him, and we'll leave uh, Ant Hill show to me. Uh, but he he was nice one. So. Jay Hill, yes, sir. lots of things have happened since the last time we talked. Couple. It's interesting, couple. though. Last time we talked, there was an NFC South team on the horizon. Now there's another NFC South team on the horizon, but we're going to get to that in a second. But 49ers versus Dolphins had everything you could possibly expect. You had, you know, the the, the teacher versus, you know, the pupil. Uh, you had all the speed. Tyree Kill again, you know, and this time you brought Jalen Waddle to town. You had Mostert and, and Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, especially Mostert, maybe talking a little bit. And then you had the 49ers defense you know, who hadn't given up a point in six quarters. Something had to give the best offense against the best defense. And Jay Hill, what did you think about the game? The first 20 seconds, I had to kind of woosah and 20 catch. 20 or 10. It only took it, 10 it's seconds. like 10, I know. It was, for Trent Sherfield to run 75 life. yards for a touchdown. Hey, here we go. You know, and... 
I'm not gonna lie, I, I may have had a slight concern of like, okay, the the last quote unquote real offense we saw that they, they hung forty on us, and now this is the the second really elite offense that we've seen, and now at at fourteen fifty to go in the first quarter, we're already down seven zero. But I I I got up from my nice comfy couch. I made another old fashioned and was able to kind of relax and enjoy the rest of the first quarter and, 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 and until Jimmy got hurt. Yeah, that was <laughs> um, that The first quarter of that game is one of the most bizarre first quarters in 49ers history. Time. Uh, you're right, comes out, and, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of sad. I felt bad for uh, Tashawn Gibson because he gets blamed for the touchdown uh, by – uh, the 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 media and and everybody and by the announcers in the game. Thanks, Moose Johnson, for that. He's flat footed, uh, but he's not even supposed to be in coverage right there no. on, uh, you know, on uh, Trent Sherfield. It's supposed to be Talano Hufanga. Yep. Hufanga goes outside with Charvarius Ward to go with Tyreek Hill, leave Sherfield open for the touchdown. You give them credit, and then on the next drive, the 49ers start clicking. Here we go. It was a Jimmy Garoppolo. Quick. Wheel route down the sideline to Christian McCaffrey. They're moving the ball down the field, and then he gets sacked. Uh, and you know, uh, it was one of those things where you know I I was actually happy at the time because I thought, well, Jimmy didn't make a mistake. You know, a free rusher came, he ate it. We still got a field goal. Like I'm okay with this. And then you start hearing Brock Purdy is coming into the game, and things definitely changed. One thing I do want to clear up because I've been hearing a lot of people blaming Jimmy Garoppolo for his own injury saying that he should have gotten rid of the football. Kyle Shanahan said on several occasions since the game that Miami adjusted to their hot routes and basically knew what their hot routes were going to yep. be and took it away, and Jimmy wasn't able to get rid of the ball. And if he throws it right then, you're going to get intentional grounding, and you're going to have you know that huge penalty anyways. And he got some positive yards out of the sack. So um, I think that's one of those things where it's not Jimmy's fault. It's unfortunate that Jalen Phillips broke his foot, but then it was Brock Purdy time. He was, he, ah, just his composure and stuff. I don't know. He's nice. I, he's, he, he definitely doesn't give us the full playbook, but I, I, I think he's talented enough to where he can run a lot of the stuff that we've been doing with Jimmy. I, I think that's a safe bet. Um, but he just has to be be a point guard. Just get the ball, get rid of it to the open guy, and just, you know, if, if it's a five yards here, that's fine. If it's 12 yards here, that's fine. What? I just swore we had this point guard uh, conversation a few weeks ago about Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo. Uh, different said, expectation, though. Uh, so it's a different expectation. So now that it's Brock Purdy, he's allowed to be a point guard. Interesting how that he's, works. He, he's a seventh-round draft pick. Not a a quarterback who, who a few years ago was the highest paid player in the sport. I'll tell you though, one thing about Brock Purdy is no moment was too big for Brock Purdy. No, he he looked he never he looked as composed as as you could possibly be. Yeah, I mean he he walked into that huddle with full command. He never looked like he was out of sorts, uh, out of place. He knew exactly what he was supposed to do, what expectations were, and if he was if he was nervous. You couldn't he didn't tell. show it, not at all. And I thought that was huge. I thought the team rallied around him. That drive he led for a touchdown where he ends up finding Kyle Ushek for the touchdown out in the flat. Yep. Uh, it was a design play for Ushek. He gets it there. 
But I thought overall that was the biggest thing. And I think Brock Purdy made his team believe in that moment, like, hey, we got this. And you've seen uh, tons of video and audio of his players coming by him, including Drake Greenlaw. Hey, Purdy, we got your back. Yep. Hey, you know, just keep slinging it. We got your back. And I thought that was one thing about Brock Purdy as well is, yeah, does he have the strongest arm? No. But you know what? He's not afraid to sling it. Yeah. Uh, that dude, he was throwing that throw to Christian McCaffrey that McCaffrey dropped. That was, was in a, a tight dime. window. That was a dime. I mean, that, that was, was a, that it was, was a nice. nice. Throw. It was. I, 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 I think for him, Watching Dre and watching Fred's stuff that they say after the game, they know him better than anyone because he's been their scout team quarterback all, all year. So they see him every day. So, so for them to be like, "Hey, man, yeah, it, it sucked to lose Jimmy, but we're not worried." I I think that's because of what they've seen in practice every day. Or it's like, okay, cool. But you know, a lot of teams, if, if you're down to your your third quarterback, your, your year's done. A lot of teams, if you're down to your, your second quarterback, your year's done. So we're we're blessed in, to be in a spot that we're in, too. Yeah, it's one of the most interesting storylines. I, I think the 49ers have had crazy storylines where you have one of the most inexperienced quarterbacks in the history of the NFL and Trey Lance coming to be your starting quarterback. Then he gets hurt, and it's Jimmy Garoppolo, who was, there was no way he was going to be on this roster this year as your starting quarterback. And it's his redemption story. He's playing better than he's played in his entire career. Ever, yeah. Everything is going, and now it's Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> from, the, the, from this year's draft. Can the 49ers literally have three movies within one single season? It is crazy ridiculous. And I think Brock Purdy at least gives the 49ers in the short term the opportunity to win because he is definitely starting you know, this game against the Bucks, and he's going to start Thursday night football against Seattle. In Seattle. There was absolutely no way they were going to be able to bring in another quarterback and get them ready. And really, you want to see what you got with Brock anyways, because he already understands the offense. And if he can run it the way Kyle wants him to run it, at least at a good enough level for this defense to carry you, you have a chance not only to win the division and get into the playoffs, but... Make a few waves there too. You never know what could happen. It, as far as the division, if they win these next two games in the next ten days, the division's about over. Because at that point, they'll be two games up on the yeah. Sea Chickens, and they will. But essentially, they'll be three games up with three games left because they'll have the head-to-head tiebreak. So. Game in Seattle is massively important. You get that tie break, and I'm not gonna lie. We all know it's gonna be it's gonna be chaotic as all hell up there. Yeah, but he's played in at Oklahoma. He's played at Texas. He's played, you know, he's played in big at Oklahoma State's nuts too. So the the loud crowd's not gonna bother him. No, it's not. And you know what? The thing is with Brock Purdy is I don't think he knows he's supposed to be afraid, right? I mean, the other other rookies come in, and they're like, oh, I, I'm supposed to be nervous. Like, I, with him, he's like, I, I'm give supposed the damn to be ball. nervous. Yeah, Let's give, go. give me the ball. Let's roll. <laughs> um, I, I think one thing that is interesting, too, I was going to bring this up to you. I don't know if you knew this. When uh, Brock Purdy went to Iowa State, the quarterback that was there in front of him that he ended up taking his job ended up transferring to North Dakota 
and getting start and then got uh, overtaken by, by Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. <laughs> it is one of the most interesting things. Uh, so yeah, it looks like the 49ers may have a a young, really good player in Brock Purdy, at least a backup for years to come, that, right? That we can that, rely that we on. know. I think there's a lot still to be determined. Yeah. But if he plays really well against Tampa Bay's defense, uh, you're I'm gonna start diving into this. I, I got like a toe. I'm like I me too. I'm I'm, I'm full. Yeah. Wait, I'm not gonna sit there and say. We're gonna win the Super Bowl with Brock, but I'm also I'm also not gonna be like, oh, man, we're done. Yeah, I'm. I saw enough to be optimistic, but I want to give it a week or two where teams can prepare for him too and see how 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 they prepare for what it, what he's gonna do. Yeah, and if they roll in there and have a good solid offensive performance, and I'm talking 23 plus points against Tampa Bay's that's, defense, that's, that, even without Shaq, that defense is still really, really good. Really good, and if really he's good. able to do that, and the way he was defeating zero coverage. The way he was defeating those blitzes, uh, there were times where free guys were coming, and he just rolled out and made plays. Yep. If he can duplicate that performance, then I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep a little bit deeper. Inch, I'm gonna step inch, into inch, the pool inch, a little yep, bit. Yep, I'm yep. not ready to dive in yet, but I'm. I, I'm I, ankle deep right now, but after I'll, Sunday, could be knee deep. I am definitely a lot more comfortable <laughs> with him than I have been with like Nick Bolins or CJ. Oh, Beathard, oh so. he's. He's way better than both those guys, and it's, it's not close. And let's talk about the quarterback that got hurt. Oh, you want one last else? one ahead. last thing? At, be, be, before Sunday, Mister Irrelevant had never thrown a pass in NFL history. That's true, yeah. and he actually never thrown a forward pass. Yep, yep. in NFL history. So yeah. uh, Brock so Purdy making he's history. already made history. Hey, he's already you know, in the record books. You know how Disney, ESPN, and them like storylines. Oh yeah, uh, Mister Irrelevant taking a the team Super to the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl would be. That's not even that's that's almost too far fetched even for a Disney movie. I mean, that makes Charlie Conway look like yeah. <laughs> uh, no flying V's in this one. Uh-uh. But let's talk about Just Jimmy. Flying dubs. Let's talk about Jimmy playoffs because Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, according to Adam Schefter, uh, it's not a Liz Frank injury. A Liz Thank Frank God. injury. That's what I, that's what I thought. As soon as, yeah. as soon as they, as soon as they said foot injury, I'm like, Liz Frank. There goes. Nine months. Yeah, if it's Liz Frank, right, it's surgery. It's an extensive process of him coming back. Um, So good news for Jimmy Garoppolo. How that pertains to Jimmy in the playoffs is I think it's going to be determined because Don Yee and his management, are they going to let Jimmy Garoppolo try to come back? 49ers have not placed him on the injured reserve, so it means he can come back. Seven to eight weeks would push it to the divisional round of the playoffs uh, with seven, and you just never know. You think... Papa. Do you think Jimmy's going to come back? Go ahead. Go ahead with that. Oppo, because that sort of broke during their show today. He said, and once again, I, I would assume that he has good knowledge here because he's, you know, he's part of the franchise. Right. He said he said eight is way too much. He said six. He said five or six, at, and, and 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 seven would be worst case. So that's even more interesting. If it's five or six, that's crazy. That, that's the end of the regular season. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, it, it brings up some other topics because people have already started to come to grips uh, with the fact that we're going to probably have Brock Purdy as our starting quarterback. And I think some people like it. I will say this uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, if it's towards the end of the regular season, that gives him an opportunity to play against Arizona, for instance. Just to get the, just to, the rust off and. Right. Hmm. Um, I know that is. I think it's probably wild card divisional round. I, I do think yeah. that. What are your thoughts on, let's say, Brock Purdy? And I know this is a little bit of just, you know, kind of putting it out there, a projection. What if Brock Purdy's playing good enough to get you in the playoffs 
Um, and you still make a change back to Jimmy Garoppolo if Brock's playing pretty good. If they, this is tough because the year that that, that he had had at, at this point, he, to me, he he would have earned that right. But when you look at that stat that I keep keep telling you guys that in the history of playoff quarterbacks with at least six starts, he has the worst QBR of all time. That makes me a little hesitant, but but I think I would edge toward playing him just because he has played. He, he's shown to be a different Jimmy this year, so I, I would hope that, that that continues. But at the same time, like I would at least consider if he, if he comes out and has a, a two interception first half, I would I would be at least up for the idea of. Uh, uh, Okay, you, you're still rusty. It's do or die. Brock, get in there again. I think the way I'm kind of seeing this right now, um, just you know, just a little while ago, uh, 24, 36 hours ago, the belief was Jimmy Garoppolo was done. Wrapping your head around, and I think that's what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to do, wrapping their head around the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo could be ready, talking to his specialists. I think you have to play it like this. At worst, Jimmy Garoppolo coming back for the playoffs as a backup is a great situation for the 49ers. Because if something happened, yes, he's a a fast (laughs) improvement there. Something happens, heaven forbid, to Brock Purdy, Jimmy could step in. The other thing is, you've got now the opportunity to not only see where Brock Purdy is, see how this team responds to the news of Jimmy Garoppolo potentially coming back, but second, how they respond to Brock Purdy. If this team is not maybe as galvanized as you want them, a galvanizing Jimmy Garoppolo being inserted back in with that chance to go get this, you know, a championship could be what they need. I would say this if you're playing at a very high level, if Brock Purdy's playing very good, I don't think you mess up the chemistry. I do think you roll with Purdy. Um, but I if there's any question, oh. any question, and, and Brock's struggling here and there, maybe he's you know, two touchdowns, two picks a game, that kind of thing, and Jimmy is gonna be fully healthy then I would be willing to go back there. But it's all about competitive edge. It's all about winning. And it's whoever gives you the best chance to win. And that would have been the same thought process for me if you take out Jimmy Garoppolo and you put in Trey Lance and say, hey, Trey is going to be able to come back. Yeah. If they felt he was going to be better than Brock Purdy, I'd be ready to do that. Only because you're not, you know, it's it, it's not what you earned. It's what the team earned. It's yep. about winning as a team. And I think that's True. important to remember. Why do you think the... The Trey stuff just doesn't go away. Like I've heard Kyle four times say, "No, he's 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 done he's done for the year." But yet people keep saying, "Well, he's showing all his improvement." He's like, "Why? Well, why are either because it's both media and fans? Why aren't they just letting the Trey thing go?" I think the you know there's a lot of number one there's a lot of uh, height on you know heightened in interest in Trey Lance. But when you look at just the timetable. That was January was kind of the timetable potentially that Trey Lance could be ready. Right. I think the big difference to to remember between Trey and Jimmy is Jimmy's injury is very modest compared to what Trey's. Oh yeah, because it was ligaments and yeah. Trey's was surgery completely tore up. I mean, the dude's walking and working out and throwing again, and that's great. Um, I just don't know exactly where he's going to be, but I think there is a a real want from a lot of people to get Trey Lance on the field. And I think some of it is motivated by people just want to see him play. I think that's one. And I think also, secondly, people want to shut up some of the Trey haters. So they're pushing for Trey to want to come back. Me. For me, 
it's one of those things where I'm not a Trey hater. I'm not a Jimmy hater. I'm not a Purdy hater. I just want whoever's going to be best for the 49ers, whether that's this year, next year, whatever. I don't care. So I think looking at it that way is the easiest for me. So I never get too hung up on it. But I do understand why people are pushing for it. And I do somewhat understand why people are asking, well, why wouldn't you bring back Trey if he was healthy? The, the thing is, though, no one has ever said he was going to be healthy. Not yeah. one single person. Okay. Makes I mean, I, right? Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard anyone with actual knowledge of the situation say, Trey Lance has the chance to come back no. for this season? I haven't either. All I hear is he's making great progress. He's the head of schedule, all that kind of stuff. But I also hear from that same person, a.k.a. the head coach, yeah, he's done. He ain't playing this year. Yeah, he'll he'll be ready for, for OTAs, and, and that's all we care about. Yeah, and that's what he said. I mean, he said, "I would love that. I would love if he could come back." Yeah, uh, but he's not coming back. And let's talk about the 49ers defense. Uh, the 49ers defense is absolutely elite. They're one of the best defenses I've seen in the last 20 years. They are fantastic. Uh, yeah. it, it is it is just a really good uh, team to watch. And Jason, they're doing this without an Emmanuel Mosley. They're doing this without. Javon Kinlaw. Uh, they've done it without Eric Armstead. This is just ridiculously good defense with a ridiculously good defense. <laughs> so, we were all obviously rooting for the second half shutout streak to continue because if you saw the game, it was like 1939 New York Giants were the last team to go five yeah. games or more without a second half point. So, obviously, that one. Went away on Tyreek, but that also gave me two fantasy wins. So, all right, cool. Um, <laughs> I, I need to love that part. Yeah. But they have they did do something that has not happened this this century though. Five games in a row with seventeen points or fewer. That happened back in I did see 1997. Yes. So that means that John Lynch's Tampa Bay Bucks didn't do that. The Ray Lewis two thousand. Baltimore Ravens, which is like the gold standard of defense. Agreed. At least in our lifetime, even above 85 Bears didn't do that. So it, it's historical still. It's not as, as historical as we all hoped. That's still pretty damn good. Like that, to go, that's 25 years now since that has happened. And you're talking about two of the 10 best defenses in the sport that, that didn't do that. And the, our 19 defense didn't do it. The, the Harbaugh defenses that were really, really good, too, didn't do that. So we're, we're looking at some amazing de defenses that that's still better than. And, and it, it's crazy. And in a day and age where everything's predicated on offense. Yeah. Um, I think what's crazy is the 49ers placed a sticky coverage in the secondary, and yet they don't get a lot of pass interference calls. I was uh, so over all those pass interference calls all, all those years. Yeah, and you know what's great? Is one thing I wanted to bring up because we, we, I mean, everyone talks about the normal, normal stars on this team, but how about some of the unsung heroes like Diamondor Lenore? Uh, Diamondor Lenore has been out there. He's been pretty good. And you know what? No one mentions him besides. I mean, he had a great interception. Tyreek Hill, the ball's thrown up. Terrible tips, throw. Uh, terrible. But uh, Lenore's right where he's supposed to yep. be. Makes the play. Those types of things are going unnoticed right now, but Diamond Lenore is quietly having himself one heck of a season. He's very solid. Uh, another yeah. fifth-round gym for yep. the San Francisco 49ers. And him and Tyshawn Gibson have done so much. Jimmy Ward had two has two interceptions. Jimmy Ward never gets two interceptions. Last year he had two because he had him in the same game. Same game, but the Ram game. It's interesting yeah. that he's having production, and all I've been hearing is 
Jimmy Ward stinks at nickel corner. Jimmy Ward stinks at nickel corner. He, he, he doesn't like it. He like, doesn't want to be there, but he's the, playing it really well. Though. The interesting thing is, how do we say that when you have one of the greatest defenses of all time? He's having inner. He's making plays, yeah. and they're continually winning. If he really stunk, wouldn't somebody it be would capitalize magnified? on that at some point? Yeah, it's 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 very interesting overall. I mean, the the defense is really fantastic, and there are reasons why the defense is fantastic. Uh, Lots not, of them, not just the unsung heroes, but one of them is Nick Bosa. And I put Nick Bosa defensive player of the year because uh, that's been a conversation all over Twitter. It's finally heating up. It, it is heating it's up. About time. Yeah, it's it's always been Bosa. I know everyone oh. wants Parsons in there because he wears the star. Um, but Eleven from heaven. Bosa with three sacks in the football game, Jason. I mean, the the guy is just different, and he has some of the most mic'd up, hilarious moments uh, that I think I've seen in a, in a long time. The one where he's looking at Armstead and he goes. I just want to get a sack, man. Uh, that is hilarious. <laughs> Followed by a sacaroonie. Sac it, yeah. it is. It is some of the greatest stuff. The dude's just—he's hilarious. He's he, he's kind of like Mike in that he, he he's awkwardly funny. Like yeah. he he's like really not probably not necessarily trying to be funny, but he just kind of is because that's just how, how it portrays itself. But it's funny because Micah makes a bunch of. Mind blowing plays, flash play. I, I don't want to say that because I say that 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 too often. I was trying to do something different, and he gets he gets a lot of turnovers off of his plays, but Bosa has a higher percentage of of hurries. He's got more sacks. He's played a hundred less snaps, and he's got a lot more tackles for loss. So, yeah, eleven is explosive and then looks dynamic but Bosa's the more steady consistent, consistent player and his stats are actually better too except for I, I think forced fumbles and, and interceptions well Bosa plays the end the whole game they don't really but Micah plays all over the field so he gets a chance to do some, some, of, that, some of that other stuff too at, at the end of the day if we're talking about as a pure defensive End defensive lineman. Micah's great, but he's nowhere near Bosa. And at like if if Bosa does break the sack record, it will be in 16 games. So people can't oh he had, he had an extra game. It'll be in because he missed a game. So if he breaks the if he breaks a hacker record with all of his tackles losses, there's no way in hell that, that you can't be the defensive player of the year. Best player on the best defense is, I mean, should to me, win. should be the defensive player of the year. I think Nick Bosa's coming on strong right now. They do everything they can. He's the main focus every single week, and yet he still makes all these big-time plays. Uh, I think Bosa is elite at what he does, and he should definitely be in the running, and I actually think he should win defensive player of the year. Uh, he's been playing at just the highest level, and he, he is really, really good. I mean, the technique is flawless. The motor doesn't stop. Uh, the overall intelligence to understand what he's looking at, he's been able to stop fly sweeps. Uh, he gets down the line. He helps in the run. He is a complete player All you know from every single phase. Where I think that's where Parsons has some weaknesses. There are no weaknesses in Nick Bosa's game, and that's why he's the best to do it right now in the NFL. Yep, he's better than Miles Garrett, too. I'm with you. And let's talk about his running mate, Eric Armstead. <laughs> Armstead came back. <laughs> Um, and you know what's interesting, Jason? You've had some mixed feelings about Armstead through the years. 
But you know, as that, a DN, yes, yes. But that stunt he made uh, when Bosa comes around, loops around, and gets the sack. He took like three guys out. He just took them out of the play. And you nuts. were texting me about it. It was Ugh. it was really fantastic. Eric Armstead made an instant impact. Yep. On the way back to the team, uh, how big is Armstead, especially with the news that Hassan Ridgeway is going to be out six to eight weeks? There was a very popular Twitter Niner guy who was making the case that San Francisco kept the wrong defensive tackle a couple years ago. So, of course, I had to tweet him back and explain that, that he doesn't know understand with, with football because he's obsessed with, with sacks. Well, Armstead has more tackles for loss, and, and the sacks are actually fairly close. And he makes about $6 million a year less, too. Um, I, I, it, was funny, it was funny because I, I didn't really see it live, but when they went back to that, that replay, and I, I texted you, I was like, that's that, that, I think it was Bosa's first sack. That it was, was, yeah. That was literally all Armstead. Like, like, yeah, Bosa got to the quarterback, but he, like, he took on at least two, if not three blockers and gave Nick just a, a, a casual stroll to Tua. Like, it, it's, he does so many things well that, that you don't necessarily catch watching it live, but if you roll it back, you're like, oh, those guys got that because of what he did. Not, and it, 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 It's one of those people that you have to have on your team because you have to have some guys who can get you a bunch of good plays but are also smart enough to occupy and let other people like Bosa or or Dre or, or or Fred be able to, to do what, what what they do really well too. And Armstead is a he's he he's a monster in the middle. He absolutely is. He is this team's Justin Smith. Yeah. Um. He does all the dirty work. He makes it so you know Alden Smith had so much uh, opportunity. That's a great call. And Armstead does the same thing for this team. There were times in this game you can go back and watch where Armstead is double teamed. And Bosa singled up, finally. <laughs> uh, these things are finally starting to happen because Armstead's back. And the the interception that Tua threw to Jimmy Ward is because of Armstead. Armstead with a great move, absolutely great pass rush moves, gets into his face and Tua rushes the football. Wilson goes down, interception. Armstead's impact is felt. And one of the biggest places it's felt is in the run stopping as well. Uh, remember in 2019, when they had Buckner playing on the interior, the 49ers defense was 14th best against the run. Now they're one of the best in the league. They are the best the, in the league. The best and that's yeah. because of guys like Armstead, Ridgeway. And that's what changed the philosophy of the 49ers. They realized, because Kansas City ran the ball early on in that Super Bowl. They realized we have to be able to make teams one-dimensional, and then we can clamp them down. They do that every single week. Think about their losses. Atlanta and Kansas City, they found ways to run the football. That's how teams can be successful. If you can't run, you can't beat this 49ers defense. And Armstead's one of the big reasons why. Yep. 100%. He's, he's just great. One guy that can run the football, though, Jordan Thunder Mason. I don't even know why it's Thunder. I told you. I don't know why. It just felt, it just felt right. Just, just go with it. Just go with it. But Jordan Mason has been a hot topic since training camp. He was somebody I saw rapidly improve with his you know, uh, added reps as training camp went on. We saw him have a good preseason, and the 49ers even made sure they kept him on the roster. But then he was nowhere to be found. He was not carrying the football. He was just playing special teams. And a lot of people wondered what's going on. Then Elijah Mitchell got hurt, and Jordan Mason got his opportunity. And boy, has he seized that opportunity and 
the dude looks good. I mean, before the show, we were talking, and you thought Jordan Mason was a 4-4 guy as explosive as he looks. That, he hits the hole so hard. And, I mean, he, he, he does a great job of not getting touched for six, seven, eight yards even. And after that, he's, he's big enough to where he, he's going to get three, three yards after that too. Like he, he, he definitely is a good change of pace for McCaffrey, and he, 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 he provides a, a spark that, that was helpful on Sunday. Yeah, he looked good. Um, I like him when he's in the backfield. I like the, his vision. I think he's very violent with his cuts. Uh, he's very direct. He understands what he's supposed to do. He gets north and south. I don't like him running out of the shotgun as much. Uh, but overall, I like what Kyle was doing with him. And if he's going to be able to come in and have those six to eight runs like Elijah Mitchell was doing, you know, for you know, 50, 60 yards because he's getting over six yards of carry, <laughs> um, that's that going to was... help. That's that change of pace. And that's wearing people down in the second half. And he's got that big body. As Kyle gets more comfortable with Jordan Mason within this offense, he's going to continue to get more opportunities. That means third and shorts, fourth and shorts, goal line situations, and he'll make a bigger impact. But I like the trend and the direction that he's going, and I like his development. Uh, they are definitely doing a good job. Anthony Lynn has worked with him extensively. He looks good. They have Bobby Turner now, too, as well. He's helping. So I think that Jordan Mason is going to make an impact on this team for a long time. And I think he's something out of the box from Kyle Shanahan, a big physical runner uh, that can get downhill and wear you down in the end of games. That could be crucial for the remainder of this regular season and definitely when we get into playoff time. Yep. It's it's odd that, that we have a Mr. Irrelevant and an undrafted player that are now big-time contributors. Ain't the only ones. Nope. Aziz Alshire. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley would have been one of those guys as well. Kevin Givens, yeah. undrafted free agents so, I mean, that make from, plays. From this year. Or from though, this draft. From alone. this particular. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's we, that. We've had a lot of players over the last couple of years in the draft. The Fournier's have been hitting it out of the park. That's why you, that's why you give up four picks for McCaffrey. Yeah, you can when you make when you're hitting on everybody. You, yeah. Let's talk about the Bucks. Um Bucks get an interesting <laughs> win over the New Orleans Saints. A they Tom were Brady dead to win. right 16 to 3. Uh, until, you know, Ingram decides, oh, I don't need to get that extra yard. I'm just going to go out of bounds. That and was dumb for a veteran guy. It was. He had to come out and apologize about it. So, Jason, what are your first thoughts, 49ers first bucks? First thoughts are very simple. I, I, I hope we're up by 10-14 with, with four minutes left in the game because I don't want to see Tom do what Tom has done so many times and so unbelievably well, and that's pull that crap out of his hat and feel of freaking win with I mean just like the Ram game uh, uh years ago they were outplayed for 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 three quarters of that game they were outplayed for 55 minutes last night and they so because their offense is struggling and they're they're it especially without or if their old line is tragic right now like I, I feel bad for Tom but so we need to uh, be keeping keep a lot of pressure on Tom and so he, he doesn't get comfy because if he gets comfy at some point, he's going to guys open. What I love about it is a stationary target. Tom Brady doesn't move very well. Uh, he's going to be in the pocket. You know where to locate him. And you're right without Tristan Wirfs. And they've had so many injuries along that offensive line. They're going to be, they're going to be struggling a little bit. And I think the 49ers have the defense to go in there and handle it, but they're going to have to score in a very good bucks defense 
and that's going to be difficult. You're right. You don't want to give them the opportunity, you know, to have a chance to come back. The one thing I do like is we've just talked about it. Jordan Mason can help you close down games. You know how Ingram went out of bounds? There's not a single not, offensive yeah. player. Debo's Kyle not, Uchet, Debo, not, nobody. Nobody would do, uh, do that. Yeah. Jawan Jennings, they're getting those extra yards. In fact, they're still running. Uh, they're, they're not going. So it's a right. different mindset from the Rams, from the New Orleans Saints to the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers are going to go want to go in there and prove that they can beat the Bucs. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a very high-energy game. Tom Brady coming back National game to too. the San Francisco area. All eyes on the 49ers. All eyes on Brock Purdy. And I think the 49ers team is going to want to help Brock Purdy get this big win. because They know if they get this win, it's going to put a lot of uh, you know momentum behind him that they can potentially ride into that Seattle game. Thursday night. They're going to want to end this game early. They're going to want to end it quick so that way they can rest and be prepared for Seattle. Yep, I, I certainly hope so. It's never easy because of Tom freaking Brady. Thomas Edward Patrick. And Brady. I wanted to bring it up. We'll just we'll, we won't go too far into it, but the we rumors did. about Tom Brady 2023 San Francisco 49ers is a real thing. It is. Uh he's going to be a free agent. This is the first time since you know the 2020 season that it would match up. Tom Brady could be available for the 49ers. Question marks around Trey Lance after injury. Jimmy Garoppolo, it you can't franchise him. He's potentially He's going gone. to be gone. Would Tom Brady and the San Francisco 49ers make sense for you in 2020? If this is tough because obviously I'm a big Trey guy. Um if we got to a point where Trey was like, okay, bringing in Tom for one year, I get to sit. One more year, uh, not ideal, but if I get to learn from him, pretty good. Um, so I would slightly favor it more than not because I do think that with our O-line being solid, it really force spots. Right tackle, I think it's still a little worrisome. Um, and with all the guys that we have, I mean, we still have seen that that when you protect a Tom and you give him some weapons, he's still pretty good. I mean, last year he did throw for, for over five thousand yards last year still. So, and that was and that that was really not even having a good running game. So, I think and the ball he he's lost some. Velocity, but the ball still comes out of his hand pr pretty good, though, still, too. And a lot of the, the throws that, that he likes to make are staples of Kyle's offense, so it would fit that way, too. I think that if the 49ers need to win a Super Bowl next year because they didn't weren't able to get it done this year, um, then it's a real possibility. Number one, he wants to go out on top. He wants to play for his, you know, his homegrown hometown team that he grew up rooting for. And Kyle Shannon and John Lynch desperately want to win a Super Bowl. They would still have a 23-year-old quarterback with two years left on his rookie deal. After that, they could they could transition straight into Trey Lance for two years, have one year to figure out who he is, the next year to decide if they want to extend him. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think if if we would have had Trey Lance play this entire year, I think Tom Brady would be out of the question mm -hmm. unless Trey had played terribly bad, which I wouldn't expect. But I think because there's that unknown, we don't know exactly what Kyle's thoughts are, which means this is a legitimate uh, legitimate thought because Kyle 
needs to win a Super Bowl here pretty soon. Does. Now, did you see the rumors of when he was talking to Aaron Judge? The, the people who lipped red that said, go to the Bay? Nuh-uh. Yeah. So, so you kind of want wonder if, if he's telling Aaron to come back home. And he'll come back maybe home. Maybe he wants to come back home, too. I, I mean, we did talk about this like 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 a month ago when it started to kind of kind of kind of come out that that he would be interested still in playing back home. So, and the, and the fact that it's still still lingering means somebody's keeping it out there for, for everyone to know. But I I like your call on they don't win it this year. It makes a lot of sense to bring Tom in. Yeah, and close that. Deal out. Get it done. And let's get a really bold prediction for the game, Jason. What'd you got? Before I get to that, I I, I want just to make one one little point. I, I, I see Tua was an MVP candidate. Call me crazy, but the guy I saw on Sunday, there was hell ain't, ain't, ain't no MVP to me. He looked lost. He looked scared. He looked confused. Didn't. Basically, he's soft. That was free of charge. It was. My bold prediction for Sunday, San Francisco holds them to 10 points, wins at 23-10. Ooh, so your bold prediction goes straight into your score prediction. 23-10 for Jay Hill. San Francisco 49ers get a win. Brock Purdy beating Tom Terrific. Wow, I mean, we just talked about Tom Brady to the Bay. Well, do they need him? They got they'll have they got Brock Purdy, <laughs> freaking Purdy, and Brock we trust. Oh no, we... it's still Tom. Yeah, wow. It, it. I mean, I think that you know the 49ers definitely have a good chance to win. Tampa Bay's offense has struggled all year mightily. Tampa's offense is not good. No, and this is one of the they can't run the football, and this is one of the best defenses in the, in you know the last what we've talked about 20, 25 years. I think you're right. I think this is going to be a you know a big game for the 49ers as long as they can keep Brock Purdy upright so he can deliver the football and Kyle Shanahan does what he did last week. There's no reason to believe the 49ers can't get a win against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Uh, what what a thing! A, a kid that was 10 months old when Tom Brady played his <laughs> first game in the NFL um, could in fact beat him, and that that would be that would be really weird. But uh, I love it. And Jay Hill, just like that, another Ant Hill show in the books. Yeah, I, I I I I am gonna backtrack on one of my previous bold predictions. The one seed is now out. Yeah, the one seed's out, and two, the two seeds, seeds looking a little close. more shaky now too. Yeah, Minnesota hasn't choked enough. Stupid Jets. They had that game in the bag. Yeah, too many mistakes, you know, and, and they're they're dealing with a quarterback issue there. Oh, they really don't have that, a quarterback. That white guy's pretty good. Not good enough. And and he has the backing of locker room too, which is a bad sign for your boy. For Zach, yeah, yeah I mean it's that, it's bad Zach for is Zach. Horrible, hey. Um, Zach's gonna have to find another situation to be successful. He probably probably gonna be done there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's good. I hope I hope he lands in a situation where he can go be a, a backup quarterback for a year or two. And he needs then to get out of New York. He does. He needs to get out of New York. He's got destroyed and by get that. into a, a better situation. Um, but that's another topic for another day. Can and we start the the Joe Burrow for MVP? 
I don't care about Joe Burrow. <laughs> I love Joe Burrow. I know you do. Uh, that boy is cold. Stogies? Why not? He's cold, man. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for watching the Ant Hill Show. Looking forward to catching you guys on the next one. Hope you guys will like and comment. Uh, let us know what you thought about everything we had to say. And subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Really appreciate all the new problem. subscriptions recently. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Go Niners. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.